Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Dude Therapist. This is going to be a real one right here. I'm going to talk to you about one of the best days of my life and one of the worst days of my life. All in one. Now, if you've been following along at Elevation, you know that my wife and I have been struggling with infertility. We've been struggling to, uh, to have a baby, something that we value and we want so badly. And thank God, which I'll explain in a podcast on infertility, we have a child. But I want to go back to that day and just take away some lessons for mental health, for parenting, and personally, what it was like to go through the ups and downs of that crazy yet beautiful day. 5.30 in the morning, Ariella wakes up, goes to the bathroom. She comes out, she says, with the biggest smile and nervousness. She goes, Ellie, I I think my water broke or I just peed myself. And we both started laughing nervously, like, what does this mean? Planning, we've been planning this. We've been waiting for this. We have our to-go bags. We thought we were going to have to go to the hospital on a Jewish holiday. We were waiting for this. And she's like, no, I think my water broke. So all of a sudden we call our parents. We do this, we do that. We're running, we're moving, we're, we're getting ready. We get in the car, we call the doctor, we go to the hospital. And we had no idea what was in store. We had no idea what the day would, would, would hold. Because like any new parent, we have no idea what's about to happen. You know, you hear about childbirth, you talk about childbirth, you worry about childbirth. And it's funny, for, for months beforehand, I had this huge fear in the back of my mind, nightmares upon nightmares about what if something happens? What if I lose my wife? What if I lose my baby? You know, it's interesting when you go through the infertility process, when you go through that whole journey, there's so much hope and, and pressure on this one opportunity because who knows if you'll ever have it again. Which is just ridiculous because to add that much pressure to something that already has a lot of pressure makes it that much more scary if something could happen and um, can really mess with your psyche, your mental health and anxiety. And it did. It really did. It really kind of added to so much more that was going on in my head than I realized. But you know, when you're in fight mode, flight mode, you're going, you're going. And that's what happened. Now... I got Crohn's. And when you have Crohn's, being flexible with scheduling and uh, running around and doing things on the go is not always ideal because not going to get into such you know crazy details about my Crohn's. Stuff happens, and sometimes when you got to go, you got to go. So I was planning: how am I going to do this? How am I going to navigate? all this stuff and be there for my wife during this pressurized total mayhem of getting her to the hospital and making sure that she's okay. So secret time, honesty time, vulnerable time. I wore adult diaper that day and I don't mind admitting it, but I wore an adult diaper that day. I popped emodium because My mindset as a husband, as a potential father, was I needed to be there as 100% as I could for my wife, who's going through the biggest change in her world today. And it wasn't about me. It couldn't be about me. It had to be about her. 
So I put on a diaper, a freaking adult diaper. Thank God, didn't need it. But it really helped calm my mind. Whether I needed it or not, it was about that it calmed my mind. Because for all those people who struggle with chronic illness, with anxiety, with things that just happen in their life, a lot of times it's learning things to do that don't really, that might not be needed. You might not need the diaper. You might not need the vomit bag. You might not need X, Y, and Z. But to know that you have it there, that's calming enough. I know when I work with a lot of clients who have anxiety, just having that either that Xanax or clonazepam or as needed medication, they barely use it, but they know they have it as a security blanket per se. So that diaper was my security blanket and it helped so much. So we get in the car, we're going, and my wife was in labor for a very long time. You know, now it's funny as a guy, this idea of it took forever or a long labor. I remember I was at a party once after one of my friends had a baby and everyone was talking about how the wife went through a five hour labor. And I turned around and I said, wow, that's long. No joke. Every single woman in the room gave me the dirtiest look because supposedly five hours is a very short labor. And I didn't know that at the time because my wife never gave birth. So it's just interesting our perspectives on what's long and what's not based on the past and the truth of what it truly is. This was 24 hours of labor. Now, I know there are some people who go through 48 hours of labor, 72 hours of labor. I feel you. I'm sorry. But this was something we didn't expect. And it was a long day. And when we first got to the hospital, you know, the adrenaline is pumping. The nerves are going. We're nervous. We're excited. We're calling family. My in-laws were staying in New York at the time, just in case my wife went into labor. Um... They came, my parents said, I'll come a little later. They were both working. Call us when the doctor says it's time. We'll be there right away. We had no idea what that meant. Of course it's going to happen. Your water broke. Why would it not happen? Well, it wasn't so easy. We had to go through multiple times of Pitocin. For all those who don't know, it helps the labor process move quicker. And there's this, you know, discussion of natural birth, vaginal birth, C-section birth, drugs, no drugs. In reality, I'm going to be very honest. You do what makes you happy. There's no right or wrong, better or worse. It comes down to what you're comfortable with. And the beautiful part of being in the hospital is you can always change your mind. If you want to start natural, but then feel that it's too much pain, you can go drug. If you can't have a vaginal birth, you can have a C-section. That's the beauty of it. So don't rush into anything without thinking about it. Take your time. Now, my wife and I, she wanted to have a vaginal birth to feel what it was like and to really go through that really beautiful, yet scary moment of birth. Well, the truth is you can plan all you want, but uh, Ricky had other plans. The baby had other plans. And... It was just interesting seeing my wife from my perspective as a husband trying to be supportive and there for her, but her like going through her emotions of the day, you know, her family came to visit, a friend who worked in the hospital came to visit, the staff was so wonderful, staff was so nice, 
that made us feel so great about what was going on. I actually had the opportunity to watch the NBA finals because stuff wasn't happening. It was a weird day because every ooh and ah from my wife caused nerves and anxiety of like, oh, it's happening. Oh, it's happening. But in reality, nothing was happening. By 24 hours, my wife was at no dilation, barely. And the doctor came in, amazing doctor, amazing doctor. And he's a very big proponent of we're going to wait till the last possible moment to do a C-section because he wants to give, if your wishes are to have a natural birth or a vaginal birth, he doesn't want to take that away from you and the experience and magic of it all. And he said, guys, this is not going to happen. We need to, we need to start prepping. We got a couple of hours. Now throughout the day, we were a little nervous because our baby's heart rate kept going up and down and up and down all over the place. And the nurses kept saying, oh, babies do that sometimes. They're uncomfortable and this and that. And remember, we had no idea what the gender of the baby was going to be. We wanted to be excited about it. Even though we went through IVF and we could have chosen, we wanted it to be surprise. We wanted it to be exciting in the moment of, oh, you had a... And really be in total joy. And it's funny. I uh, I had a preference. I wanted a girl. I wanted a baby girl as my first child. You know, I don't know all guys out there, but I wanted a little daddy's girl. I really did of that little girl who just holds on to you. And and I'm so happy. We're not going to ruin the ending. And everything was going smoothly. Everything was chill. Ariella was sitting on that bouncy ball for a little bit. We were doing deep breathing. She was chillaxing. We were laughing. We were watching friends. We we're just having a good time. My parents finally came because the doctor said, okay, we're going to prep in a couple of hours. And we had no idea what was going to come next. Um, this is one of the scariest moments of my life. Uh, I will never forget this moment. Every detail is vivid, vivid in my mind, without a doubt. It felt like the longest five minutes of my life, but it was it was the scariest thing I've ever been through. At that moment, they were prepping Ariella for a C-section, talking her through it. She was so nervous. Ariella is a very healthy person. She's never had surgery. She's never been to the hospital. Unlike me, who has a chronic illness, has had his gallbladder removed, has had multiple colonoscopies, been under the knife, been under anesthesia. Ariella hasn't. So this was a big deal for her. This was her first time really in the hospital under the care of doctors, for real. And, uh, you know, I was holding her hand, I'm talking to her, and I'm being supportive, and I'm giving her kisses and saying how much I love her and how this is going to be all good. We have the best doctor and the, the great staff. We're in the safest place for anything to happen. And while the doctors were prepping, and and the C-section was going to be a couple hours later, um, the nurse noticed that there was no heartbeat. And within minutes, she called something called a STAT, which means anyone who can help, come run and help right now, which is a very overwhelming thing for the people who are going through the emergency Ricky's heart rate stopped and um, I don't know for Ariella, but I started to panic. 
my nightmares were coming true. And uh, later on, Ariella said that she she had to keep reminding herself to breathe because if she didn't breathe, then the baby could die. Like She had to keep calm for the baby, which just shows her and all the mothers out there that you are just amazing. Moms are just powerful, strong-willed, and just have their stuff together for their children. I don't know if I would have been able to be as calm for someone else in that moment when the emergency was happening to me. So kudos to, kudos to my, my wife and all the moms out there who've gone through these scary moments while giving birth. Um, we lost baby's heart rate, heartbeat. And she was quickly prepped, rushed to the hospital, r- rushed to the ER um, a lot sooner than expected. My mother-in-law never forgets the mother-in-law was about to come into the room and they had to hold her back while she was screaming and crying because no one else knew what was happening. I didn't even know what was happening. Arielle didn't know what was happening, but our family was kind of trapped with the unknown of my daughters being pulled into the ER, our first grandchild, something's happening, panic, fear, total, total tears and screaming. I'll never forget that moment of watching my mother-in-law through the window and her being held back by the nurses telling her to wait and her screaming and crying. So I was in total shock. And a nurse said, hi, Mr. Weinstein, come with me, held my hand, walked me while my wife was being run into the ER for a reason of unknown. And uh, they said, we're not sure if you're going to be able to be in the room. And I said, I'm going to be in the room. This is my wife. This is my baby. Sir, there are protocols, anesthesia. Finally, they put me in this gown. I was shaking. My, uh, my hands were shaking. Now, I'm usually very calm and collected during emergencies, but this was a different world because this was like, this was personal. You know, it's funny. I'm very good at when it comes to like keeping calm and collected for other people's emergencies when it comes to being a therapist and taking a, a very serious phone call, whether it has to do with suicidality or, or emergencies. I pride myself on that power of being very in control of my emotions when it comes to that. But this, I lost it. But I knew, just like my wife knew she had to be calm for her for the baby, I knew that if I was all crazy, if I knew that I was all over the place, that my wife would be in a panic. So I took a deep breath, held my anxiety in, calmed myself, and went to the room with the biggest smile on, not that she could see because I had a mask, and held her hand through this crazy process of seeing what's going to happen, the future, all that pressure building up of the infertility journey, all the emotions that were going into the moment of being pregnant and having a baby and all that hope and prayers and long nights of crying and the excitement of being pregnant could be gone in a moment. The doctor was so calm and collected. It took minutes to pull Ricky out and to find out that the cord was wrapped around her neck and because of the Pitocin, it was pushing her down and down and basically strang- um, str- uh, strangling her to the point where we lost her heartbeat. And thank God she was all good. Baby girl, I have not cried harder in my life in joy and relief. And to see such a beautiful life for all the hardships and the struggle in that one moment it's, for me, probably the most heavenly, 
spiritual connected thing that I've ever felt in my life. Looking into this baby's eyes, it crying, it cooing, that moment of my wife on the on the ER table, on the OR table, sorry, I keep saying ER, the OR table, blood on the floor, her shaking because of the anesthesia and the shock to her body. But this small moment I remember so well of holding Ricky for the first time, looking at my wife with pure awe, pure relief, and thinking to myself, wow, this has been the most magical, most beautiful moment of my life, and I will never forget this. Now, now childbirth alone is just a miracle. Whether you believe in God, don't believe in God, the idea that a sperm and an egg can create a human life in another human and come out fully functional, hopefully, and be alive is just ridiculous. It boggles my mind till this day. Every day I look at Ricky and I think to myself, that was that was in my wife. That's crazy. And I remember giving Ricky back and then doing all the assessments and thank God she was all healthy and good. I walked out of the OR and I went to my parents and I told my, my in-laws, my parents, it's a baby girl. Ariella is okay. The baby's okay. And I fell into my mother's chest and bawled. All that stress that I took a deep breath to hold in for my wife was just unloaded on my mother. That idea of support is so needed in a time of just unknown and worry and concern. And actually right after that, I ran to the bathroom and totally vomited everything that I ate that day everything I didn't even eat that day because my body was in total shock, but I needed to hold it in. And sometimes when it comes to our mental health, we need to put ourselves aside for someone else. We need to put our stuff that we hold in our heart for someone else, for their well-being, for their their protection, for things that are going on in their life. It doesn't mean that it won't affect you later, but sometimes you need to be strong in the moment. So the lessons I learned that day was to be a parent you need to expect the unexpected. Anything can happen at any moment. Flexibility and doing what you can do for your mental health to be ready, whether it's wearing a diaper or taking certain certain medication or putting yourself aside for a couple of moments so that this person can feel calm and collected and then deal with your stuff later. And when I calmed down, I walked back into the room. My wife was holding our beautiful baby and everything was fine. Everything was good. It's like nothing ever happened because a lot of times in life, pain is very momentary. I don't even know if that's a word. I'm making that up. Pain is sometimes just for the now. And if we only get through it, if we only get through the suffering of just now, the later could be so great. It could be full of happiness and joy, but we get so stuck on the, the moment of, of fear and panic that it sometimes can take over our brain and stop us from the next moment of actually having happiness and joy. And that's a lesson. It was so powerful. And I remember, you know, my mother-in-law held her, my father-in-law held her, the tears, my parents held her, my sister-in-law held her. I did skin to skin. 
I didn't care who was in the room. It was happening. I wanted to have that connection with my daughter. And I remember my mom looking at me with this very powerful, deep look. And she said to me, Ellie, I love you so much. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of Ariella. You are now a parent for life. Now, there's a book that I loved so much as a child. The line is, I'll love you forever. I'll like you for always. As long as I'm living my baby, you'll be. And, and I, I love that book growing up. And it never hit me what that truly meant. As a parent, you're a parent for life. Whether your child's married, goes on. Even when you're in your 80s, you should live till you're 100 and healthy and well. You're still a parent to this child. And it hit me. Oh my God, I'm a parent. I'm a father. And that was the start of my struggle with anxiety as a parent. So stay tuned next time to hear about how that all went down. Don't forget to love yourself, love others, be kind to yourself, and be kind to those around you. Don't forget to like, review, subscribe to the podcast, comments, DM me on Instagram, email me at the dude therapist at gmail.com. Reach out. Tell me what you're thinking. Would love to hear what's going on when you hear this episode. To all the parents out there, all the moms, you are warriors. You're strong. You're powerful. You're amazing. And to all the dads that are standing there supporting their wife through this process, good for you. To all the couples out there that have children and go through this process of the struggle, don't take it for granted. Don't take this for granted because you never know what can happen. You never know the complications that could happen. Having a baby is magical and beautiful and should never be taken for granted. And to all those that are worried about giving birth, It can be very scary, but it's going to be the best moment of your life. So, taking a look back at the whole thing, the diapers, the vomiting, the fear, the pain, I would never change that for the world of having my baby in my arms at that moment. So to all the parents, I give all my love, all my hope, and the ability to be able to handle what life throws your way is having a child and stay tuned for coming up episodes. When I talk about my struggle with anxiety as being a parent and our struggle with infertility, just to give you a little more background about the pressures, having a child, have a great week. Thank you so much to listening to this week's episode of the dude therapist And it only is happening because of you, the listeners, tuning in every week, even twice a week, to this show all about mental health, relationships, and wellness topics. And really, let's be honest, everything in between. And I'm so excited to show up every time and having great guests. So thank you. And if you have any questions, concerns, ideas, collaborations, Email me at thedudetherapist at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram at thedudetherapist. Let me know what you're thinking. 
Let me know your ideas. I can't wait to hear from you. And if you can go along, subscribe, rate, review on all the streaming sites that you're listening on. I truly appreciate it because that's what makes this thing happen. So thanks for tuning in this week and see you next time on the Dude Therapist podcast. We've got more guests and more great content coming your way.